In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Wednesday episode. Man, these things just never stop coming. But let me tell you, remember, you can listen to this at your own pace. These things hold up, man. You you could listen to one from two years ago and go, damn, still good. Oh my God, you guys. Let's just start off. I'm going to talk to you for a little bit and then we have an amazing guest. I talked to her last week, Mary Payne from the podcast Pink Shade. Her co-host is Aaron Martin, but Aaron is not with us today, just Mary. Uh, and as we talk about in this interview, I am now in a podcasting war with Aaron Martin. And I'm hoping that it helps both of our downloads, but we are in a war now. So Aaron, if you're listening to this first part, just know if Mary Payne did not give you the message, we are in a podcasting war. And I don't know what else to say after that part. Okay, so Mary Payne's here. We talk about all sorts of stuff. Beverly Hills, we talk about. We talk about 90 Day Fiance. They cover a lot of... Uh, TLC shows and their Patreon covers a lot of TLC shows too, but just really flipping fun. And they're doing a show on Thursday in New York the night before BravoCon, which we'll talk about, but very cool as well. I just love both of those ladies, even though, like I said, I'm at war with Aaron Martin. Um, last night I worked on the pod until late and then I go, I, I, you know, hopped into bed as you do. I don't really hop. I kind of stumble, maybe fall, if you will, my knees, you know, um, and I turn on the TV and we were just talking about on the pod. I was talking about all the choices that we have to watch. Right. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find something to watch. 
And then I I did something that I'm ashamed of because I said, no, you are not going to watch that Dahmer, that that Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix thing. Because I watched the first episode and it was so gross and it creeped me out so bad and it stayed in my mind. And yeah, Evan Peters is a great actor, but like at a certain point, who cares? You're playing a devil person. Like it's gross. But then I was like, fuck, that OCD part of me that like needs to finish things. By the way, I don't, you know, I don't have the OCD thing with finishing things that can actually help me in my life. My OCD is like finishing books and (laughs) albums and TV and movies, you know, that's where my OCD kicks in. And I was like, fuck. Because, you know, you look down, I have this huge list I've told you guys about before where I put all the shows that people tell me to watch or that I want to watch. But a lot of these are like full season shows. So I'm like, oh, do I start dope sick? On Monday night at 12.30 in the morning, do I start dope sick on Hulu? No. But then the dumb me was like, well, why don't you, know, you started this dumb or why don't you watch the second episode? You guys, the second episode, just as creepy as the first. Like, literally, you know, at first it was like, oh, we'll see, we see Jeffrey Dahmer as a little kid, you know? And you're like, oh, who can, you know, first off, I don't want to empathize or sympathize or I don't give a rip. This show should be about all the victims and each one of their specific stories, That would have been an interesting TV show. But then I watch a whole other episode, like a dipshit, and then it freaks me out just as much as the first episode did. And I'm like, what? Is there a way to put, not parental blockers, but like Ryan blockers on your Netflix or something? Like, it's just like, I I don't want to make that same mistake. And I, you know, it's like, I don't even drink during the week anymore. And I'm acting like a drunk kid watching just stupid shit. My God. I mean, remember when I was a kid, you would, I don't know if you guys remember this. You you guys are all probably young, but for the, the people uh, that are still young, but you know, near my age, remember the cable boxes, you guys, where you would get a scrambled signal for like Cinemax or HBO. And I was like a little kid and you could like adjust the, the adjust like the knob. And sometimes you could see a boob. Yeah, a naked boob. I don't, I think those are all, the boobs are all always usually naked, but yeah, you would see a boob. And sometimes you'd see half of the boob on the top left of the screen and half of the boob on the top right. Still though, as an eight-year-old, very, very erotic, very cool. I've probably said too much. Uh, Yeah, my parents didn't spring for HBO ever. I remember we had a free preview HBO. Do you remember when they would do that? I don't know if they still do. They're like, you have free preview of HBO for a weekend. And they they were like, we'll never get HBO because I was a kid and I snuck down both nights and just sat in front of HBO. I just sat there. I remember there was a shitty Clint Eastwood film. Um, uh, what was I? It was like a... It was some, some, some murder because then they said the HBO gave me bad nightmares, my parents did, and they blamed it on HBO. Um, <laughs> by the end of like, this podcast will probably never end, but you will have heard every fact and story about my life. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and now, so I can't, I, I get to bed, I watch the Dahmer, and then I'm still up. It's one thirty in the morning, and then you're starting to get that panic thing of like, oh man, I gotta wake up to look at an apartment in the morning. Oh man, it was like nine thirty. I, I had to be up at like nine, and I'm like, just you're like, oh no. So then I turn, I'm flipping stations. I haven't flipped stations in a long time, and I get to this movie station, and the movie Almost Famous by Cameron Crowe comes on with Kate Hudson, Billy Crudup, 
uh, Jason Lee, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, may he rest in peace, one of my heroes. And it had been a long time since I had seen Almost Famous. Almost Famous was a movie that came out, what, like 20 years ago? But it always just kind of... It was one of those movies that you saw and you're like, oh, this is special. This is really good. This is special. And I always actually quote the Philip Seymour Hoffman. He plays Lester Bangs, who was a famous uh, kind of Serbic rock critic that never truly got his due, even though there's a book with all of his uh, writings, uh, you know, and musings on music out there that I have that I love. Um, But he says, you know, he talks about, you know, being uncool, that the only true currency we have is sharing something with someone when you're uncool. And that always just stayed with me. That line just stayed with me. I was like, that, that sums everything up for me is that that's what we're doing. I mean, I think we make it cool, but we're just sharing it. This is currency. We are sharing recommendations. We are sharing thoughts and you guys are just as much a part of this as I am. Honestly, you are just as much, I mean, on, this would not exist without you first off, but then I get to talk to you guys and you are geniuses half the time. My God, the people that I've gotten to talk to, amazing. Um, so I start watching The Almost Famous and it's like halfway through, but I just pick up and I fucking, even though I said all that about Almost Famous, I still was like, ah, I bet this doesn't hold up. Like I remember, and it was so good again. And it had been a long, I mean, it had been at least a decade since I touched that movie, except for like clips. And it was so good that I was like 40 minutes and I was like, oh shit, this is too good where I need to turn it off because I need to sleep. Because if not, I will stay up because I'm like, I know how this ends and I'm still just blown away. I mean, Billy Crudup in that movie damn Kate Hudson in that movie damn the boy who plays the kid who plays Cameron Crowe because Cameron Crowe the director of that he wrote that kind of about himself because he was the youngest reporter ever for Rolling Stone magazine also this is a uh not uh it's it's weird I, I people forget this all the time he he wrote the book Fast Times at Ridgemont High that was a Cameron Crowe book based on an article where he had went undercover at his high school as a kid. And he uh, it made a book. This is the this is so I've been in a marriage and then I had a really long relationship before that. That was a high school and a college into real life relationship that lasted seven years. And I had a first edition of that um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High book by Cameron Crowe. My buddy Dusty, my, my best friend from high school, he got it for me, and my ex held on to it. And I didn't have the balls to ever, like, oh, come on, man, give me that back. Like, it was weird the things that she kept that was mine. I remember she kept, like, this movie, The Insider, that I had on DVD with Russell Crowe. And uh, it was, like, Russell Crowe and Al Pacino, I think, directed by Michael Mann. She kept that. Like, she kept bizarre things where I was like, why did she want this? Anywho, I love that you guys will go with me on these little monologue journeys. But I watched it, and uh, it was just incredible. And I had to turn, I was like, you know what? Let's go to your go-to. I've been falling asleep lately to Seinfeld episodes on Netflix. 
there's something about it that's comforting to me. I mean, it's just one of those things that I think holds up. The only thing that doesn't hold up for me in Seinfeld is the opening Jerry Seinfeld comedy bits of like, did you ever notice the thing with that? You know, like those little like the all of the other stuff holds up. But those beginning comedy moments ring flat now for me when I was a kid I kind of enjoyed them more but other than that it's still a great show and it's one of those shows what constitutes a good show to fall asleep to because I am not one of those people and I I think you can understand that that I don't um for some reason silence scares me do you ever feel like that I'm starting to get more used to it or I'll try certain nights without the tv And I kind of say that half-assed because what that means is just I've been watching TikTok videos and then I put my phone down and fall asleep, but that doesn't count as TV, you know? But I've always needed a TV on at night since I was able to have a TV in my room. And what constitutes a good show to fall asleep to is something that you've seen so many times that you can close your eyes and you can picture it. Because you'll still hear it. You still hear Jerry and George and Kramer and, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. But you can picture the image in your head, or at least I can. And that way you don't have to keep your eyes open. And then sleep happens. Isn't that weird? Isn't that disturbing? Isn't that disturbing, you guys? Okay, uh, moving on. Remember, tonight, you guys, is the premiere of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And don't worry, guys, I got you covered. Guess who already recapped it today? And it'll be out for you bright and early Thursday like morning. I guess at 12 a.m. I'll release it tomorrow night. And it was a lot of fun. I did a solo recap of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Also today, uh, blessed to talk to the Watch What Crappens guys, Ben and Ronnie. You'll be hearing that next Tuesday. Also, I recapped the entire movie The Ring with Annabelle DeSisto. We recap movies, and we've recapped a lot of them over the last couple of years. And this is a doozy. We, we've got a lot of great shows coming up. So my challenge, my ask of you, as always, is to tell people, is to say there's this weirdo that does a show every day. You don't have to listen to all of them. You can come and go as you please. He puts timestamps. He starts with music. If you don't like that, there's a timestamp. Start where this is. If you don't like this part, you can go right to the interview. That's my ask. My other ask is Patreon. Remember, on the Patreon this month, we have started doing Kardashians exclusively, so that will not be on the main feed anymore. We did a two-hour episode last week. Now, if you are interested in the Kardashians, which I know a lot of you guys are, they get, I mean, I even when I post them on Instagram, I get so many nasty DMs, not about me, but just about them. But guys, I make fun of them. Come make fun of them with me over on the Patreon. It's like five bucks a month. Um, And you could even cancel once that show ends. But we're also doing Selling the OC with Kate Legaco. We'll be doing the fifth episode of that tomorrow. Um, I do Shooting the Shit with Meditza Lopez, where we're just two good best friends that like talk to each other about everything. It ranges from every topic. And this week we're doing a Q&A episode. So for all the new patrons out there, remember to get your Q&As in. But there's a lot of crazy stuff on there. I'm putting a lot of work into that Patreon. And it's hard because, like I always say, I give away so much free content that I'm trying to find ways to get you over there. Because at the end of the day, I want this. This is my living. This is it. This is it. 
I, I, I did a Patreon spotlight where there's a level where you can pay to do a podcast with me. And this awesome girl I got to meet because of it, Jennifer Kahn. And we had this great conversation that I just put out tonight on the Patreon. And it's cool because, you know, like we love all, like it's like we all have this commonality that we love the same TV shows, the same movies, the same music. And we get to go back and forth. And I'm just like I said on the Patreon uh, introducing her tonight. I was like, where were you guys when I was in my teens and my 20s? Where were you guys? Like, you guys are the coolest flipping people ever. Every time I actually get to communicate with you, barring a couple of you assholes, I love it. I'm like, my God, I would have never been lonely. You guys are awesome. So that's another thing on the Patreon, and it's called Baddie Spotlight. And it's a really cool, like, I feel like it's like, man, that's awesome. I actually just get to talk to people that I've never met before. And the commonality is that we love these same same things. And that's all it takes. The conversation just goes. It's always awesome. Um, so uh, sign up for the Patreon. Leave a positive review on Apple's pod, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. A five-star review always helps. Uh, also, I'd like to welcome to the Cloud 10 iHeart family. Uh, Beyond the Blinds, Kelly and Troy will be joining our network, which is very exciting because they're huge and I've Loved both of them together and separately for so long. So congrats to them. Um, let's see. I got a couple other things and then we'll get to Mary Payne. Uh, Ted said Salt Lake will be on Sunday. Uh, also, I wanted to thank um, Patreon member Amy. Uh, Amy uh, Prinny May. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to allowed to say her full name or uh, anyways. Amy did this awesome thing. She's already a Patreon member, but Sandra, who helps me schedule guests and like just reminds me to brush my teeth, and she's just awesome. And Meditza also is amazing. She does all the YouTube uploads, all the graphic arts, and she's a great podcaster in her own right. Um, and by the way, I got to get Sandra back on too. Um, so I guess Amy reached out to Sandra and said, Hey, I know I'm on the Patreon, but I want to do something more. And she did this. There's like this app cup of coffee or something and like she sent me money for coffee so amy if you're listening to this what the heck thank you so much i i didn't even i was like what i was like sandra she didn't have to do that and like that's but it's so nice because i am so caffeinated <laughs> it's the only thing that is keeping me alive so amy uh thank you so much you are the best uh okay some news Teresa Giudici, you guys, if you don't want a spoiler alert for Dancing with the Stars, please throw your phone or listening device out the window. Teresa Giudici, unfortunately, has been uh, she's gone from Dancing with the Stars. Len, the judge, said, you got to get out of here. And she's gone. So that was a quick by the second episode, Teresa is gone. And that sucks because I know they get paid to do it. But then I think you get paid each episode you survive. But I was kind of I wanted to say that generally. It's like I didn't know what Teresa's aptitude level for dance is. Like I know if I ever got to do that, if they ever let pod podcasters do dancing with the stars, I my knee would break, you know, immediately. And they just like the audience, there'd be a hush over the audience. Like, Oh shit. Because I would have also peed myself when that happened. And, but Teresa is gone. So her dancing with the stars, hope have flown out the window. And you know, who's you gotta be thrilled about this is Melissa Gorga. 
She's got to be thrilled. And now this is what I, because Dancing with the Stars is now exclusively on Disney+. Plus. They have taken it off ABC, which I thought it was a hit on ABC, which I guess this is their way to get people over to Disney+. Plus. But I feel like it's playing with fire because I feel like eventually people are like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to pay for that. It, I mean, don't, but don't think about that in the sense of like what I said about the Patreon, like pay for that, but don't be, you know, um, <laughs> Patreon is so much better than Disney plus. Um, but my thing is like, it's really easy to not watch dancing with the stars. There's so much on now is that how do you move eyeballs? But I think next season though, they should put Melissa Gorga on just to see how far she goes. Cause if she goes past the second week, Man, that would be a great scene in Real Housewives of New Jersey. Also, welcome back to the podcasting world, even though she's been podcasting this whole time through Patreon, Stas uh, Anastasia Schroeder. Stasi, uh, ex-Vanderpump ruler, uh, her Straight Up with Stasi show is coming back. She has a new image up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a new bio. Her name is Stasi Schroeder-Clark because of Bo Clark, her hubby. And um, we'll find out more information on this soon. But this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Maritza and Sandra sent this to me earlier. And I I, I I had expected this for a while. I mean, they were making tons of money through Patreon because she does have a huge fan base. Lover or hater, which, by the way, in her bio on, I checked her bio out on Apple Podcasts. It literally starts with, lover or hater, Stasi Schroeder is somebody that you will, you know. I was like, wow, to actually start a sentence with lover or hater, that is why, and it shows kind of how divisive she can be, but sometimes that pays off, right? Like controversy pays off, and that's why I'm at war with Aaron Martin from Pink Shade. Okay, so Stasi is coming back, and I, I think that'll be interesting. Uh, also, they announced today, if this rumor is to be true, I saw this on Christian Grace Snow's Instagram that they have sent offer letters out to the entire cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta. So everybody's coming back, plus they're just adding one new person. Now, I think this is kind of, I like the Atlanta cast. I think it's good, but it it could be better. After that third reunion, I fell off a little bit. I was like, oh, this is just very average for the stars they have up there, you know, like Marlo had like taken a chill pill all of a sudden candy is always amazing, but it's just like, okay, come on guys, let's get something going. Let's not be afraid to make big moves. You know, I was talking to Ronnie and Ben today, the Crappens guys, and they, uh, Ronnie in particular is, was just like, man, this is literally the best show. He said, this is my favorite show. And, but it's, it's, it's been had a couple seasons where it's not as good as it should be. If that makes sense to you guys. Um, oh, uh, one more news story and then we will get to Mary Payne. Uh, this, this is why I love the, the internet up until today, you guys, I had no idea who the try guys are. I was like, so I see all these news stories of like, I saw the, I saw one of the try guys making out with somebody that wasn't his wife. And I was like, the try guys, what are the try guys? And I was like, tri-state area. And it was like, T-R-Y. I'm like, try what? Like, and they, it's like four dudes and they all look like doofuses, which is probably like the pull of it. And they're huge YouTubers, you guys. They are huge YouTubers. They have like 8 million subscribers 
and just to you know we're we're recently on youtube and we add videos all the time so make sure you go subscribe to the youtube god i am asking you guys so much but i if i get i only need to get 2446 more subscribers and i have promised to eat a raw onion on youtube and if you know me you know there's a couple things i hate jack taylor lisa rinna and raw onions now i've tested like little raw onions here there okay but I want to eat a whole raw onion. And if that sounds like something that that floats your boat, go subscribe to the YouTube because to me, that just sounds really special. <laughs> it sounds really special. But truly, I am scared to actually get to that point if it ever happens because I don't want to eat a whole raw onion. At this point, it's going to be a long time before I do. do. So this Try Guys, you guys, they're four dudes and their whole thing is they try things. So like they try food, they try, they like tested their hormones at one point. I, all this, I, it's wild. The shit that exists that I had no clue. And these guys have tons of fans. All of a sudden on my Twitter feed, I said, Oh, the truck, there was like the try guys. Oh, that's sad. He was, you know, I'm like, I've never, and I consider myself up on pop culture, never heard of the try guys. And you look at them and I like, if I didn't have my glasses on and I looked at this picture that I'm looking at now, I would think, Oh, it's, it's most of the cast of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And that's not a gay joke. It's just that that's the vibe that these got. Like, it's like all like weird suits. And I hope, I think there is one gay man or two gay men in this. I hope so. Um, so today they gained popularity at BuzzFeed for their viral videos and eventually departed to begin producing content through their own company uh, on YouTube and things like that. On Tuesday, that founding member Ned Fulmer, quote, is no longer working with the Try Guys. First off, this guy's name is Ned. Quote, as a result of a thorough internal review, we do not see a path forward together, a statement posted to social media said. We thank you for your support as we navigate this change. As a result of a thorough internal review, what is it, just like the other three guys like the other try guys like we're doing a thorough internal review um so they kicked this ned guy out and the statement didn't elaborate on the nature of the review which is always a big thing but then fulmer nate who with keith Habersberger, Zach Kornfield, and Eugene Lee Yang was a founding member, had been the subject of speculation-filled chatter on Reddit and other social media platforms prior to his ouster regarding allegations of infidelity. Holy shit, this Try Guy cheated on his wife, and that's why he got kicked out. And by the way, I live in fear of being in a speculation-filled chatter on Reddit. (laughs) and the sad thing is that's when you know you've made it when you're like they're speculating about me on reddit that's like if all if all goes well you guys i will be embroiled in some sort of controversy at some point and they will literally pull this clip right here right here you guys at minute 2753 for all you guys out there wanting to mark this clip for when i eventually screw up this is the clip they use it just means that i have now gotten popular enough where people give a shit when i'm a dickhead and this guy is a dickhead this guy i'm telling you man adam levine tip of the iceberg now we got youtube we got ned cheating on his wife there's there should be some sort of punishment because it seems like the women don't really leave a lot of the times. So, I mean, what could it, would it, would it jail? 
I mean, by the way, you're like, oh, well, I think people should be free to cheat and do what they want. But like, really, you know, but marriage is a public institution. You have to file for a license, right? Like if I drive drunk, I lose my license. So this guy cheats on something that has a marriage license. He should lose his marriage. He or should go to jail. He should go to jail. I'm half joking, you guys. Um, so he, he cheated, you guys, with somebody that worked with the Try Guys, this girl, I guess, who is also married or in a relationship. And Ned released this statement. He says, I'm sorry for any pain that my actions may have caused to the guys and the fans, but most of all, Ariel. And I was like, oh, my God, why is he bringing up the Little Mermaid? But Ariel, I guess, is his wife's name, who he made popular on the show and the Instagram. Like she was like a character. That's the thing. All these people, all these influencers, you start, you know, their life, you know, it's like whether it be Trisha Paytas or that little goofy kid with the big smile, Who's that guy? And he hurt the kid, you know, David Dobrik. That's it. Um, It's all these guys, you know, all the friends around them. And it really is just this wild thing that since I grew up in the age, uh, in the time that I did, I missed all of this YouTube frenzy. A lot of you guys listening probably missed it too, but you guys, it's insane. They follow these people like they're the Beatles or something, you know? So he says, the only thing that matters right now is my marriage and my children. It's always like right now, like it didn't before. But right now, it finally has. He goes, and that's where I'm going to focus my attention. He also uh, said that he was in a consensual workplace relationship. But still, there is, you would imagine, and I don't know the Try Guys at all, and this guy doesn't look, I mean, this you should take a look at this guy. He doesn't look, you know, he looks like a little kind of, little twerpy guy. Uh, God, I sometimes talk like I'm a trucker, and I'm like a pussy myself, so it's weird. Um, but there's a power dynamic. If he's one of the heads of the try guys, somebody that works for him, there is a power dynamic there. Um, the try guys, YouTube channel is also home to series featuring individual try guys and people in their orbit, including several that featured, um, this, this dude and his wife, Ariel. And she had a series called the try wives wine time alongside the other spouses other spouses which is that's that's not going to be good for that show um on instagram ariel released a statement thanking those quote who has who has reached out to me who i'm thinking who have who have reached out to me adding it means a lot quote nothing is more important to me and ned than our family Uh, and we all request right now is that you respect our privacy for the sake of our kids. This is Tristan Thompson all over again, you guys. And this is already, we can debunk this. I'm going to make a YouTube. This is my start into YouTube of like, the reason why Ariel's wrong in her statement. Nothing is more important to me and Ned than our family. It seems like it was. He was kissing one of his employees in a nightclub. First off, you got to see this guy. Why was he in a nightclub to begin with? So... Basically, what I'm saying is the Try Guys, if you're looking for a fourth, I'm available because now they're going to be a trio, I guess. I don't know the Try Guys enough to be like, is this going to ruin the magic of the Try Guys? Will they try less things? This guy, Ned, he tried cheating. Is that that could be a great episode? Um, Okay. Uh, Oh, also today, you guys also. Uh, my good friend and uh, somebody that inspires me in podcasting, Kate Casey, I will be on her show today, Wednesday. Uh, there's like, I think we'll, I'll probably do like a, I'm in like a 20 minute segment for the Kardashians. We recorded it 
yesterday, I think. God, man, I do some. Um, so that's over on Kate Casey. And Kate Casey is just, she's the top. And what I love about Kate, Kate's going to come on the podcast, I think, next week or the week after. Um, she is obsessed with podcasting in this business. I have known Kate for so long, and Kate is one of the first people to ever encourage me. Kate always will reach out with about things, and Kate is just—I consider Kate a friend, you know. And she's just great because even what like she she pivoted in a lot of ways. Kate's show used to, you know, like it's still heavy reality and reviewing reality and all of this stuff, but then she's taken it deeper and she's gotten into like Netflix. She was telling me the story of the person that uh, she had talked to from the amazing race that I think I share the episode with. And it's this incredible story about these two twins that didn't know each other. And she was telling me off mic and I was just blown away. And Kate really highlights some of these other stories that we don't get to hear because we're so obsessed with Bravo and uh, TLC. And so is Kate, but she, she gets, she's like nailed into the Netflix documentary world. Really admire her. So Kate Casey, always a podcast to check out. And, um, I think, is that it, Ryan? Did we do it? I think we did. Yeah. Okay. You guys let's read what I need to read. So the podcast you guys is called pink shade with Aaron Martin, who I'm at war with and our guest today, Mary Payne, but they will also, like I said, be doing a live show in New York at 7 PM on Thursday, October 13th. And I'm going to keep you posted because I will be in New York as well. And I love these ladies and you never know who might pop up. Uh, that's all I'm going to say as soon. I'm trying to dude. I, I said this to you guys. I think I got hired some for something for BravoCon, but they, you think I'm disorganized. You realize like these big companies, like they seem kind of disorganized too. And it's like really bumming me out because I have to make plans on a lot of things like this Aaron and Mary Payne show. Like I want to be able to go to things and I'm like saving my time to wait to get the go ahead. And I can't wait to share the news when I get it. But now I'm scared that maybe I just, didn't get it and they lied to me and they hate me you know all those negative things that uh my life coach says not to think about so uh furthermore though this pink shade if you don't know it you're gonna love it two ladies and it used to be uh just aaron and then she combined with mary Payne, and it is just the best combination these ladies i truly truly admire both of them and they each bring a unique gift even though i'm at war with aaron martin so without further ado and remember to use the timestamps so you can skip right to this point Mary Payne, Mary Payne Gilbert. I always want to call her Mary Payne, but her name's Mary Payne Gilbert. It's Mary Payne, Mary Payne Gilbert. Um, and like I said, we cover it all. Here she is. And after this, go check out her podcast and leave them five stars. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Today, we have a returning guest of one of my favorite groups of podcasters out there, if you don't know them, I, I know you guys all know them, so it's ridiculous. But if you don't know them, you gotta you gotta learn about them. We're gonna learn about them a little bit up top today, and then we're gonna go into all the shows we know and love, plus the shows that I don't cover but I watch uh, as a fan, which is a totally different experience than watching and having to cover it, which we will talk about as well. Uh, the insanely popular podcast, Pink Shade. We have Mary Payne Gilbert with us today. Aaron Martin also co-hosts this show, but she has decided to forsake me and this show. So, <laughs> Air, so I, so now it is war between me and Aaron Martin. But Mary Payne Gilbert, welcome to the show. 
I'll okay. let Erin know that she's yeah, in the please feud. let her know this is by the way, that could help both of our pods. I've always <laughs> said if we do a podcasting war, that could only benefit us. I think you're right. All right, yes. let's do it. It's on. It's on. Yeah, like we badmouth each other on the sh- on each no, other. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. No, I mean we, but it's like light badmouthing. Oh, like, okay. oh, they chose to cover Love After Lockup. Those guys are trash. Not you guys, Ooh. but the Love After Lockup. You know, we'll we'll make fun of what each other are covering, even though. So tell wait, tell the audience first off what you guys are covering on the show right now. Cause you go oh, all over God. the map like I do. Yeah. So we're covering on our main feed, which is the free Apple feed. We are covering Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is- I've heard of it. Oh, I've heard of a, it, yes. You've heard of that show. It's a little off the beaten path for us because we used to do like a, a Bravo recap once a week and then we kind of got away from it a bit because we did- Yeah, like do... I've, I did your Bravo recap a couple of times, I think. A on couple of show. times. Yeah, yeah. So, but just Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was going to be so good. So we couldn't like not do it. So we're doing that. Do you regret that? Do you regret that decision now? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh, hell no. This has given us some comedy gold. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then we have um, 90 Day UK. Okay. I love. Uh huh. And then we have Life After Lockup, of course, our, our staple, our bread and butter. And that's our main feed. And then on Patreon, we are we just finished Family Chantel and Seeking Sister Wife because we hate ourselves. And then. Yeah, wait, we, wait. You're the person that watches Family Chantel. I, I always see previews for that show. And I've never I've never, ever even been tempted to watch the Family Chantel. You're missing Chantel. out. You're missing out. Wow. I'm missing out. Somebody you're missing told out. me the other day that um, uh, my big, fat, fabulous life was amazing. No, I just, I, listen, hard pass, disagree. <laughs> um, I, I have watched it. I don't like it. Um, I don't. So, and the, Wait, and so the, you're saying it's not a fabulous life for that lady? It may be a fabulous life, but it's not a fabulous show. That's uh, okay, my opinion. Okay. That's my opinion. So and you're having family Chantal and Seeking Sister, Seeking Wife. Sister Wives on the now, Patreon. Those just had their finale. So we've rolled into... Very on brand, inmate to roommate, and Indian matchmaking, which is so no Indi- good. Indian matchmaking. Actually, I don't even feel like that should be in the same category as some of these other shows you're saying because that's actually that show has heart. That show is like filmed like beautifully. It's on yes. Netflix, you guys. It's on its yes. second season right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, like how there's certain categories where you're like, I don't even. You know, like when when we're looking at Dr. Pimple Popper, I I can't compare it to like, um, you know, love on the spectrum, you know, like it's totally different reality. You are completely right about that. But, you know, sometimes what we do is so heavy and we and and like you, we cover a lot of these like heavy documentaries. So something like Indian matchmaking just gives us a little lift, just gives us a little happiness. I was talking about this the other day. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I'm sure you have. But uh, the Great British Bake Off. I know that it's a thing that everybody loves, it, but it's just uh, nice. It's just I heard it's, it's very, very like, peaceful to watch. Yes. I can't cook at all. And it's not, I'm not watching it because of like <laughs> to learn tips on like baking, mm-hmm. but there's just something nice and peaceful. And you see real people that have had this genuine passion, but like haven't are not professionals. Oh. And it's just nice. Like, and they have these baking competitions in a tent in like this beautiful green backyard of you know, somewhere overseas. And it's just really nice after you watch Erica Jane fighting to get back a million dollar earrings for a year, you know, (laughs) 750,000. How dare you? No, she goes, she goes 1.2. Actually 1.3. It's an investment. It's an investment. They were seven to 50 and then seven eighty. Now they're 1.3. What are you going to do? 
Well, <laughs> we're going to rip them out of your ears. That's what we're going to do, ma'am. If we find out, but by the way, also, if you were to buy those earrings and then you found out they were once owned by Erica Jane, does that decrease the value or does that increase the value of the diamond earrings? I think it has no, uh, no relevance. I think it's a, it's a, it's a blood diamond taken off the backs of victims. And, <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, yes, it is yeah. a blood diamond. Yes. But let me tell um, you what, if she wants to sell them to me for like 10,000, I could finance that shit and I'll take them. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that because I have I have some other ideas and ways to use our money for good oh. in terms of Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, okay. But so you, you're doing that all over the Patreon. Um, Indian matchmaking, one of my favorites. Also, I wanted to bring up really quick up top is uh, BravoCon is coming up in uh, mid-October. And you guys, I understand, are going to be there. Is that true? Or you're doing a show there? Listen to this, Ryan. Okay. First of all, are you going to be there? I am happy to announce that I am going to be there. Okay. Off my And by the way, that's a newer development, but I I am and Meditza, uh, who works with me, is going to be there with me. Okay. Uh, off mic later on, we'll have a business meeting and we'll talk about how we can get together. <laughs> okay. That's number yeah. one. Okay. Number two. Yes. We're going to be on Thursday night at the Sound Lounge doing a live show. We've never done a live show. We don't, we're not... We're not, we're not. Wow, you're Mac. going in heavy. You picked BravoCon to be your first live show. It's a small venue. It's the Sound Lounge. The Sound Lounge is this really cool place where the guy was telling us yesterday, they do all the audio for like the Super Bowl commercials there. It's like a legit Oh, okay. It's right next to the Flatiron building and they have this great space. So you could, you know, you could squeeze in 60 people, but we're like, you know, we're hoping for like 40 and- it literally, when you get there, it is, it's all inclusive, honey. It is, um, your ticket includes a meet and greet, the live show, special swag that you don't have to buy will be given to you. And we just got a beverage sponsor. Who's your beverage sponsor? What, what do you think of that? It's well, exciting, I, mean, I, right? I mean, it's great, but who, who's the beverage? But what am I oh, drinking? It's a, it's a company called Neatly and it's a spike seltzer. And we're pumped. So it's going to, you know, we're going to have, you know, so I can drink as much spike seltzer as I want. If I come to the live show, you know what? I might even comp you a ticket, (laughs) (laughs) but save the spike seltzer for the paying people, please. And what Um, will the show include for you guys? Do you even know yet? Is it, I mean, what, what, what what are you, I feel like you're reading my mind. I feel like you're reading my mind. Um, no, we haven't decided we are, we are in conversations because if we've got the last, uh, reunion of Beverly Hills that week that we is have to talk about it. it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, they don't tell me. I'm so confused on, I mean, we were, I was watching last night and I'm like trying to count in my head, like next week we get Rinna facing Kathy down supposedly uh-huh. with Kyle uh-huh. right there. And I have to imagine. So we're literally, I think, I think next week they'll announce that it's like the week after is the end, Yes, you know, because they would have announced last night on Wednesday's episode the, if it the, next week was the finale. Yes. Right. Yeah. See, you have a better end with Bravo than I do. So you might but have that's a person still not to ask. Much, they, they that's, they're they're barely they barely I mean it's they tolerate me, you know, like yeah. I'm I'm lucky to be tolerated, but I don't know. I do know though that Salt Lake City and Potomac are both coming up. So yeah. I know they're going, you know, it's just weird. They don't fully announce. I, I bet we'll get an announcement this week. So that'll yeah. probably determine then what you guys cover that week at BravoCon. Yeah. Um so but we might the, we might cover 90 Day UK or Life After Lockup. Like we might just be like, you know what, we're just gonna cover what we regularly would. And then we had an idea of what if we cover 
every iconic New York scene. Like we've got Darcy and Stacy, like Darcy and Jesse <laughs> having that fight. You don't love me in the street. We've yeah. got a lot of New York scenes that we could cover. We could be like, boom, boom, boom. Top 10 scenes in New York from all the shit shows we love. That's that would be a idea. good way to like bring it out. Cause then different fans for different things. Yeah. Different if you're shows, not a Bravo fan. Yeah. yeah. Listen, listen. It's counter pro. This is what we call counter programming, actually, uh, in the movie industry. Is that if you release like a big blockbuster, you also release a rom com at the same weekend because then anybody that doesn't like the blockbuster can go to the rom com, or you can do both. You know, you can see both oh. in one weekend. So this is like perfect counter programming to okay. already BravoCon in a way. Wait, wait yeah. what? I don't. I'm so sorry. What day did BravoCon even start? Is it Friday or Saturday? It starts Friday. Friday. So, okay. So we're going to do our this thing Thursday night. Warm up. Okay. It's a warm up, and then we've got. Um, we think you know people might already be in the city because Friday morning they got to hit the ground at 10 a.m. They got to be over at the Javits Center. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this is going to be all new to me. I was reading some of the panels and I was like, Ooh, okay. Like I want to see, I'm more interested in production these days in terms of like the producing of these shows, because if you use something like Beverly Hills or you compare it to the production, say of like a life after lockup, I'm always curious, like life after lockup or love after lockup as well. They always do these things. My biggest beef. And I think I've told you this before is they're giving these real, these quote unquote real people, they're making them be actors. Sometimes they're so mm. staged and yes. it seems like they are such on a cheap budget that they usually only have one cameraman with yeah. each couple. So uh -huh. they'll do multiple angles, which means they've cut and they're like, okay, now we're going to get the angle over here by the car. <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to get an angle inside the car. So these act, these, these real people that have never acted in their lives are trying to act like act the same scene over and over again. And yeah. that's why when you guys are watching, you almost feel like you're having a stroke because you're like, this doesn't feel like real life. This doesn't, it's, it seems so not like real life to me. You are 100% correct. And that we like to call that out. You know, when we're recapping, we're like, okay. in a totally unstaged scene, uh, you know, so-and-so comes in the kitchen and says, Hey mom, what are you cooking? I'm just <laughs> going to get a beer out of the fridge. No son, you're not supposed to be drinking. Oh, screw that. You know, we're like, <laughs> this is like, these people just came out of prison or were like found on the streets. And now you're trying to say, Hey, just do that one more time. When you came in and told your mom, asked your yes, mom. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So I was like, what's up, mom? What you cooking there? I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's and these guys yeah, aren't natural, so it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better <laughs> no. each time they do it. It gets worse. So by the time you're watching it at home, you've seen them do a scene 10 times and like, the, it makes them look even dumber than some of them already are, which is like hard. To, but that's why I watch the love after lockup and life after lockup now, because I don't even watch it for story. I watch it for how bizarrely it's put together in terms of. Oh, production. and you never know a timeline. I tell you this, that we just saw this past week, Chaz and Brandwin, Chaz, the second Z is silent. Brandwin. Brand, Brandwin. Felt like Bronwyn, but it's Brandwin. Brandwin. And so she uh reinstated her online um hooker profile for, for lack of a you know better term and uh he went to look at it and he was like well, I know she used to have this but let me look oh it looks like she just updated it last week and they showed the screen it said May 2022 and like I was like well 
shit they were just filming this like two months wait ago. and by the way uh net that's the guy that sounds like ned flanders from the simpsons of like brandwin what are you doing up here on this hooker site and he's always trying to get with her but she won't it's obvious she doesn't want anything to do with him and he's like all about her but he's he's so weird in himself they took him to a strip club a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. and he was like i like that baby did you like what did you like it watching me get a lap dance and it was so weird He's like, I hate to tell you, it got me a little excited. Yeah, he's like, could we continue this in the bedroom? And she's like, no, I've got to study for finals. He's like, I understand. Like, wouldn't even let, they wouldn't even stay in the same place. It was so sad on so many different levels, let alone they're already on a show called Life After Lockup. This is his fifth wife, so. Oh, see, I didn't, wow. He's not gotten any better in the five. And by the way, it's not that he's, oh, like he is like textbook nerd. Like, I mean, but he's fine. He could find a, what this is what we don't understand on any of these shows. 90 day too. Can't you find somebody in a tri County area that will like you? Like you are, there's gotta he, be an app. There's gotta be an app for people that enough. go online and search. Like, uh, you know, our phones listen to us supposedly. Oh, there yeah. needs to be some kind of technology. Once you start hitting those overseas dating sites, it needs to bring you back and go, if you're looking for this, we've found this 30 miles away from you. You could literally like save this, yourself. You might yeah. like this. It's like, it's like people you may know on Facebook, <laughs> yes, you know, it's, like it's an Amazon. Options. Yeah. yeah. I mean, since you've looked at this, technology. you might like this. Yeah. Well, I'm skipping around like love. Uh, I mean, not uh, 90 day UK. I was just talking about this uh, on the Patreon this week was that it's so it made me sad. I don't cover it, but like sometimes I'll like talk about a couple of and I'm not things. caught up because we're covering it episode by episode, episode okay. by episode. And we're only on number four. Yeah. So I'm not even. Caught well, up. the well, the the one, the big, the big dude that's like a janitor. Mm-hmm. That ha- and then she's convinced him that that's Sean, his son overseas. Christine. It is his son. How dare you? Go ahead. The son. I mean, you guys. This guy is a very unique looking dude. He's like Andre the Giant, and like, but you know, and he's lied to her and say, like he keeps sending all his money over to her for her and her like huge family. Mm-hmm. And then she says this kid's his son, and there she he's bringing them over there, but he's kind of lied to her about his money situation, all of this stuff. But I'm like, dude. Even like he seems like, listen, he's a liar and all of that stuff, but he seems like he has a decent heart. And I'm like, you're telling me you can't, this guy can't find a girl in England? This guy or wherever he's from? Now that I agree with. Mm -mm. Now that I agree with. No, he can't find a girl in England. Have you seen his friends? Yeah, well, see, the front he has this he has this African American friend that has really, and I I say this even knowing British people have messed up teeth, has the most messed up teeth I've ever seen in my life, but. He's Jim, really, he's really smart. Jimmy two teeth. Jimmy. Is that what you guys call him? Yeah. yeah Jimmy. Jimmy but he teeth. gives good advice. That's the he thing. Does. It's sad he about does. the teeth. Cause you, it makes you not listen to the wisdom that he imparts. That's true. Well, well, Sean listens, but here's the thing. I do think that baby is his. And I know that she what? has these other children. Have with you her husband. seen the baby? Well, the baby looks like her. The baby's Filipino. She's Filipino. The baby should be like six feet if the baby was like Sean. Sean is a gargantuan man. This the baby, baby is only gargant- three. Now, come on. Listen, until proven otherwise, I believe that's his baby. I believe in their love. Well, I sorry. Believe do we get love. a DNA? Do we get a DNA test at some point? Probably. Sorry. Probably. Uh, uh, okay. So you're covering that. Are you not covering the 90 day on the, the Sunday 90 day or 90 day? Happy no. Or, what is it? Happily ever after. I, I'm watching it, but we're not covering it. We can't stand 
Big Ed and we stand against Big Ed. And okay. also, um, I do an Angela impression. And I'm just going to be honest. My boys can't take it. I can't What's take your, it. Wait, do, your, do your Angela impression. Well, it's just, Michael, I'm going to come over there and kick your ass. If we're talking to those girls, you get off the goddamn Instagram, Michael. <laughs> and I can't take it, Ryan. I can't take another season of screaming like that. Like, you know, she's like, Meemaw says, come over here and jump on this trampoline. Get me some mayonnaise. She's just, I can't. I can't do it. Like, I can't even do it for this two. So I, I'd be like, well, that's I, why I'm excited. Beverly Hills is almost over because the voices I do hurt so bad, like by which, the end of a recap. Which one? Rena? Well, the like screen? the Rena. Cause I do Rena like as a demon. Like, I, like, hey, I'll go with you. <laughs> Kathy, I'll take, <laughs> Kathy, I'll take you. <laughs> and then it just, it hurts. And Erica, you gotta get, <laughs> really you gotta, you gotta get up in your nose. And then Erica's Erica. like, yeah, what's going on? I get dick all the time. <laughs> um, it so real. But you are right. I said this the other day of the 90 day on Sunday. It shows how far the show has come, but not in a good way. Like 90 yep. day UK, I've kept recommending to people because it feels like real. It feels you can like, it almost feels like Indian matchmaking in a way that like it's filmed differently. These stories yeah. you actually kind of like are invested in, like Sean, I'm invested in that dude's heart for I some am reason. Too. I am too. And then the the blockbuster 90 day, you have Big Ed, who I want to get a little bit more into because Marita was telling me like you and um, uh, the 90 day gays and stuff like that. You were not covering the Big Ed scenes and explain why. Because but guys, Big Ed is the one that looks like a miniature Randall Emmett. Like if you squashed Randall Emmett down a couple, you know, feet, it would be Big Ed. Which would um, be hard to do because he's already a tiny man. I think we right. have the technology to do it, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. um explain why the issue with Big Ed, because the people that just watch 90 Day casually don't know what Big Ed actually gets into away from the show, even though you feel that he is potentially an abuser, even from watching the scenes with his now fiance or whatever she is. Yeah. So I did not even watch whatever season of the single life they were on. I watched it, but I didn't watch their part because I just, he grosses me out so bad because while it was going on the single life and he went over to Mexico and met this girl and everything who was lovely. Um, Cause his mother wants him to marry a, a Latina woman. So but while all that was going on in the in the real time in the news, all this stuff was coming out. And Liz herself, his current fiance, was putting it out about him. Then she gets back together with him. And it's all this just horribly, you know, verbally abusive behavior of him towards her, like like really nasty stuff. And I'm like, take a look in the mirror. Like you'd be lucky to get this like barely 30 year old girl to even look your direction. Okay? Oh, it shocks me. Th- the women he pulls, like, I mean, it shocks me that any of these people pull anybody like that. It's right. honestly shocking at times. It was um, this week there was, or it could have been last week. I don't know. Cause I was catching up quickly and I, and I zipped through his stuff, but there was some sort of scene where Liz, his current fiance had a friend that wanted to do a photo shoot. Oh yeah. yeah I saw that the photo shoot. Yeah. And she's, and he's a photographer. And so he's like, like a photographer. Oh, that looks good. You should lean your arm this way. That looks really pretty. Oh, it's great when your subject is so pretty. He's like hyping her up to do these pictures. And he's, a, you know, he's a total creeper. And she got all mad. And in one of the pictures, she looks at it and she goes, I mean, that's not a good picture. You can't even see your neck. Yeah. <gasps> oh, and he's like, oh. listen, I'm here to teach you. I'm not here to get notes from you. And then he goes, and then, and then it comes out. Like, I think in the next scene or whatever he goes, and it kind of hurt. Cause I don't have a neck. 
he's like, I've always got a lot of shit about my neck. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so it was like, it was like her note really triggered him. And she so he was like, purpose. he was like, Come get on. out, get out of here. We, she's like, yeah, I don't need to be here. And then the, her friend stayed to get more pictures and then was like, yeah, why didn't you listen? I, it is so weirdly awkward. So you're saying that he is an abuser, but my question, I think he's sense, an alleged verbal abuser. How about that? Alleged. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then if we go with that logic, I feel like we would not watch anybody on any of these shows because I feel like Angela is the same abuser. In fact, the Angela thing, you guys, is wild because Mako from overseas, they, from what I hear, how 90 day people get paid is they give it to the American person. The American person is supposed to donate half of that money to their respective lover or whoever it is overseas. And Michael is like, yo, I need $5,000. And she's like, no, I got kids to feed. And on top of it, she's flirting with some dude online anyways, doing like TikTok stitches with some hot dude. And I like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like Angela is, I feel like just like the same as Big Ed in certain ways. Well, her daughter pointed it out this week. Her daughter was like, so he's not allowed to have Instagram, which everybody in the world has. So he's not allowed to have Instagram. But don't you think he got it back as a reaction to what you've been doing on TikTok, these like duet dances. And she's like, well, I may have had a social media crush. And her daughter's like, mm-hmm. so she's like, I just have to go over there and just pop up on him in Nigeria. I was like, how are you going to pop it's up always, on somebody? It's on always there. It's always there. The easiest answer is like, I should go 8,000 miles away. Like the easiest answer is I should go over there instead of having an adult conversation over the phones that we actually possess already. Like it's better if I'm in person. No matter what he says on the phone, she starts screaming and fuck you. And I'm an American. And she hangs up on him every time. I'm just like, and because that Ed and Angela were both on this happily ever after we're like, you know what? We're going to give ourselves a mental break. And then we will pick it back up when like 90 day the other way or 90 day classic comes back. But in the meantime, 90 day UK has been a, a breath of fresh. It's, it, it's, it, it really it's is like it's a bummer. School. It's a yeah. bummer that it's only on Discovery Plus, I believe. Or did they move it over to it's only on Discovery DLC. Plus. But let me tell you guys something. There's a lot of good stuff on Discovery Plus. It, it's it's a bountiful. It's a, it, it really is an embarrassment of riches. I do not agree with the HBO, HBO Max Discovery Plus merger. But oh I, no, I, I do, can't do that. Do, I'm really livid about that because I think HBO Max is its own entity, and I love the programming that they program. But it's way more expensive than Discovery Plus programming. So pretty much their merger. This guy David Zaslov, that is now in he- the head of everything, is saying, "Hey." We're going the Discovery Plus route where we do very cheap uh, shows. You know, we might love them, but they are produced so much more cheaply than, let's say, a Succession, a, you know, yeah. like, you know, HBO, it's like HBO is the OG OG. But think right? about, think about the, the, you know, when you go to your streaming app, you see the Succession logo and right next to it, 90 Day Fiance the other way. Like, could you imagine seeing Angela and Michael right next to the cast of Succession when you open a streaming app? I don't want to be classist, but at the same time, I feel like I contain multitudes. I need both of those on a different screen, though, still. Yeah, I think when I go to HBO, like I was just watching last night, I just started as 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 like you. I don't have time to just watch shows that I'm not covering. It's, it's yeah, hard, willy nilly. You, know? you, need willy a, nilly. you need to really pick uh, wisely. So I started watching last night because I heard somebody, I think John Hill talking about the rehearsal. Oh yeah, Nathan Felder, yeah, Fielder, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I know I don't know Nathan Fielder. I know nothing about him. <laughs> but this, I just watched the first episode, and I oh, was okay. like, 
whoa, what is this show? I talked about that show a lot, like about a month because it's only like six episodes or six or eight episodes and you can burn through them now because they're each like 30 minutes. Um, but it gets biz- more bizarre and more bizarre. And I, I it's personally- gotta have a, It's gotta have a pretty high budget because the oh, way they do oh, this well, they keep, and, and they, stuff, yeah. And they keep joking about it the further you get into the season because okay. what they, they, it keeps getting more extreme and more extreme. Okay. But what they did, I mean, and by the way, to HBO Max's credit, it's already got picked up for a second season, but it plays on reality. It plays on it, it's so it's meta and on top of meta. So that's why I couldn't recommend it to people like my parents. But I personally, I it was like a love letter to me. It was like everything I love watching in a show where my my brain's firing. I'm thinking about all these different possibilities. It's very unique, but it's not for everybody. It's like the uh, best yeah. way I can put it. You know, I would I would um, agree with that. Not for everybody. Yeah. Um. So the the 90 day thing though is the Angela scene. Also, you were talking about with the daughter. This just shows you how quick they produce these shows is that if you watch that, uh, that scene, you'll see in every time they shoot Angela's side, there's a family behind her and then they'll go back to the daughter and then they'll go back to Angela and there's nobody there. Then they'll go back to the daughter. Then they'll go back to Angela. The family's there again. Then they'll go back to the daughter. Then they'll go back to families disappeared again. There is no continuity. They are picking and choosing. They're not even focused on background. Like they literally have families disappear and reappear within a scene in the same scene. It is the glasses are always different. It'll be like six glasses in the one glass and one's full and one's short. It's in the same cup. You're like, wow, they drank that. You know what I know? Magic is happening. Like this is like witchcraft. (laughs) Like, you know, that could be possible. Did you notice this? I'm sure if you notice that, then I'm sure you noticed this on last week's Beverly Hills when um, Arena was in the kitchen talking and Kathy was drinking her Coke and all of a sudden behind her appeared a Kimasabi box in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she oh, was mean, like, well, Oh, you mean Kathy, Kyle's favorite store ever? The best store in the whole world. Um, I, 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 it was hilarious because she's like, well, what do you think, Kathy? And Kathy's like, well, I think, and she's pouring her Coke. And then it's a full 12 sentences. And then all of a sudden this box appears and then, she, and then Rena stands up and starts unboxing her hat while she's talking. I was like, it was like Aaron and I joked like a production assistant crawled along the ground. It was like, whoop and popped that box up. Like, <laughs> and you don't know- forget what we're really here to talk about ladies. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do love, I mean, and Beverly Hills, I mean, if you were to then like say, okay, you got the night. Oh, by the way, do you, do you, do you guys do sister wives at all? Not the Cody sister wives. We just do the you seeking, do seeking the sister, sister wives. wives. Yeah. But I feel like there should be a feeder system at some point for the sister wives to get into seeking sister wives because Cody doesn't seem to be able to, you know, really make plural marriage work for him so far. You you know, people that watch sister wives know, but I think that he needs to get on seeking sister wives because he is running out of sister wives and the same for um, uh, Soja Boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Usman, Usman. AKA mm-hmm. Soja Boy is now trying to get Kimbali to have plural marriage as well. And I'm like, we need to like Marvel Universe's stuff and get Soja Boy on Seeking Sister Wives because I feel like we could all be under the same Marvel Universe, you know? Well, they're um, on Seeking Sister Wife. There is a couple. Um, there's two couples that they were in the process of doing a 90 day visa for a foreigner to come over to be second wife, but really, but really wife because they divorced the other wife so they could bring it. So there is a crossover that we hope is going to happen, which is Sidian and Tasha are bringing over Ariel and she's from the Philippines. Oh. She is 
so out of their league, both of them, this girl, she's gorgeous and t- fully, you know, speaks English, has no accent. She's just like, was Miss Philippines or something, but she's really digging City and Natasha and wants to come over and she'll have to legally marry City because none of these people in Seeking Sister Wife ever are legally married at all. See, this is what's so great about not covering the shows is that I watch Seeking Sister Wives and yeah. I've never learned any of their names. Like I know, is is that the one with the, the bad fake boob job and she was crying because the one girl dumped them online? Like, oh, okay, that's that Garrett. Couple. That's Garrick yeah. and Danielle with the two Beautiful N's and the two Garrick. L's. Yeah. Ick, Ick and Danielle. And their um, girlfriend in Brazil is uh, Bert, Roberta. Yeah. They could call yeah, her Bert. Yeah, yeah. And they went and or, saw her and then. Yeah. Large wife and small wife. That's nice, right? <laughs> large wife and small wife. Um, large wife is the one with the boob job, the one that was wailing. Why? Yeah. Why? why? why didn't she, yeah. she, we trusted her. She said she loved us, you know? And I'm like, this is, um, imagine being their kids, like feeling like there uh, is no safety. Their kids are filming safety. them. Their there kids are no filming safety. them. Oh, the God. kids are the ones filming them? Yeah. Because you hear the son go, mom, can I get you a glass of water? She's like, she said she loved me. Uh. Yeah, like, oh my god, oh they my took their god. kids over there to meet her. Why dad was banging small wife in the other room, and the kids were there. Oh god, like, I mean, how do you wake up one day and go, you know what is gonna make my life better? Like, I need more marriages, and I want to divorce my wife so I can marry yeah, this Brazilian she, woman. you guys. And she can sister wives. <laughs> The dude divorces his American wife because he can only legally be married to one and he needs to get the one over from overseas with a visa. So he has to divorce the actual wife with the kids and she goes along with it. And you can tell there was like one scene earlier in the season where she meets with her brother at a coffee shop and the brother's like, hey, uh, you don't, uh, you know, this doesn't seem too good. You don't seem happy. Uh, You know And I'm like? No shit. And she's like, that's an interesting point. I don't think I am happy. And then she goes right back to Garrick and he, she's like, okay, full steam ahead. It is so weird. Yeah. It's she, it's, it's like, he's making like a little tiny cult of three. Well, we need Adam uh, Levine. Adam Levine needs to get in this show from Maroon five. The well, cheating guy, yeah. he, he would kill it if well, doing a plural marriage thing. Well, just like Jared Leto, you know, we think he kind of starting a cult. I would join it. Look, I would see that's what it see. I would. Mary Payne, this is what this is my issue. And I've, I've been trying to I've done this last week, like campaigning. But I feel like every woman needs to get on board and there needs to be some kind of declaration of like you. I feel like I hear so many of my girlfriends that are friends that are girls that complain about the men in their lives and the way men treat them and all of this stuff. But it's like, but then you're like, oh, I joined Jared Leto's cult. (laughs) You're already making bad decisions for yourself. Like, it's like the Tristan Thompson thing. Oh, I'd still hit it. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor this week. And once again, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Dame. Now, Dame, you can discover your pleasure with their thoughtfully engineered toys. It's discreet shipping, it's hassle-free returns, and it's a whole lot of fun. You can shop for couples, or you can even shop for solo toys. Now, they have sent me, um, they have sent me uh, both toys that I'll mention, the Ava and the Air, and they even uh, sent their, their, their oil, their special oil that goes along with it. And uh, I have to tell you, uh, listen, I am not a female, obviously. But these reviews from females that you can read on their sites or even just look up Dame products are incredible. Also, they have been featured in Rolling Stone, Cosmopolitan, Women's Health, and Vice. Uh, This is a great company designed by women, run by women. Awesome. So the first product I'm going to talk about is the Ava. It's a couple's product. So Let's be honest, they always say sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. My God, I think that's true. That's why Dame Products designed Ava, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hand-free toy, Ava, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body, and it stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract, from pleasure. Ava is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover your new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you'll look forward to. Uh, and like I said, they sent me this and they sent me the, the product Air, which is actually for solo use. I will say this, just the design itself, it looks kind of like a piece of art. Does that make sense? Like these designs are weirdly beautiful. It's like a sculpture of some sort. Um, but Dame, you can get 15% off your order of anything at Dame Products. So power up your pleasure with any of these toys that I talked about today or other toys from Dame Products, go to dameproducts.com and use So Bad Today for 15% off site wide. That's code So Bad to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. And by the way, I had the uh, the ladies from Pink Shade on this week, and they were talking about Dame as well. And it's full. I was sitting here talking about other podcasters with Dame, and we were both saying, we're like, great company, great company. Uh, they are. They're a great company. Go check them out. Like, really? You still hit it? Like, you still, you think it's like, oh, how sad it is to watch Khloe Kardashian go through this, but I'd still hit it. Like, let's get away. Like, 
I go <laughs> date medium, medium, average looking dudes like myself or even uglier and like go with us. Like go because you, you, you know, an ugly dude will pro he'll probably never cheat on you, even though some girls have pushed back on that. Like all. And I'm like, but give it a shot. You guys with your, your hot dudes and trying to like hot, like, no, get that. You're you're doing it wrong and you're going to get hurt. And then you're not doing like Mary Bean, you're not doing yourself any favor. Like I joined Jared Leto's. Look, uh, you you talk to so many women out there. You have such a voice, a positive voice to, to women and fans. And you are saying things like this. And then they're like, oh, I'll go with. Jared Leto as well, if Mary Payne says to do it. Listen, here's the thing. I'm a happily married woman. I would not oh, leave see, my husband for worse. I would not oh. leave my husband for Jared Leto, Leto or even Eddie Vedder. If the opportunity Why are you even adding guys to it, which means you're thinking about guys that you would almost well, do it with. That's my number. That's my number one. And he and he knows my husband's aware. But I no, I would never leave my husband for any of these people. He's wonderful. Um, but I do think. There is something magnetic about Jared Leto. Uh, yes. But I would it's, not join his cult. It's, it's called not... creepiness. Like he, Jared Leto is a, T, a TLC show waiting to happen. Jared Leto okay. will be the first documentary that HBO Max and Discovery Plus make together. He'll okay. probably have a docu series of like, it'll be called J joining Jared Leto's, you know, <laughs> and it'll be like, cause he, and the dudes in like, I'll tell you great looking dude for a dude in his fifties. Like, I mean, honestly, like it's shocking that he's I'm in my fifties. Now come on. <laughs> know what I'm saying? But like Jared Leto, you're like, Holy crap. You're in your fifties. But yeah. then he acts so flipping goofy all the well, time. And you hear all of these. See, but then Mary Payne, doesn't the weirdoness <laughs> of it go? He's not attracted to me anymore. Anytime, like I see weird behavior with a hot girl, like all of a sudden it affects how I look at them. They're not hot anymore. To me, I just I disagree. I think if you saw a hot girl that you knew was batshit crazy, you would still say, "Okay." No, I'm telling you, I in no in real life, I I like it makes me think like it. It's one of the only good things about me is that I can actually go, "Okay, that actually is not attracted to me." I'm very proud of you. That's good. Somebody did Brian. It's so much work. So much. <laughs> it's in so much work to get to this point. Um. Uh. Okay. So. We realize 90 Day is a mess, but 90 Day UK is amazing. And you guys cover that as well yep. as Seeking Sister Wives, which really is worth a watch. It was a new watch for me. And it's one of those like I don't cover, so I get to actually enjoy it. And what I'm saying and what we talked about earlier is that what we do, and you might consider it silly for a living, but what we do with our lives is this, but we actually watch it with this fine eye for detail where when it comes to Beverly Hills, I even have uh, a lady Juliana helping me with notes now to pick up things that I, like I watch it three times, but like, cause I'll type full out transcripts of like Southern charm. I'll type out transcripts for the Kardashians. And this isn't just like, Oh, this happens. I'll type out full. I mean, I'm rewinding pause, rewinding. I, I do the same thing. It drives Aaron crazy, but I'll be like, no, no, no. To understand what she's saying, you know, you have to really hear it. I was like, so here we go. And Aaron's like, okay, Mary Payne wrote it down word for word. I go, I did. I'm not going to say she said this, I'm going to say, here's what she said exactly, because I want you to really hear it if you didn't hear it the first time, because it was bad. And, and I want you to Mar hear it. And Mary Payne, you're like, and I come from, and this is going to sound snobby, I come from a theater background. And what we were taught in TV and film and theater back, like, is the author or the written word is it it has it's a roadmap it has all of the clues and the so the the mystery can be solved within the actual sentence structure so these specific things that they say that's our roadmap that gives us everything so if we can add context to these actual words but we've already got the words so there is no like that's what i love about reality shows but also hate about them because 
I want the reality of it. If you move over to Beverly Hills, my big thing with, uh, let's say, this week's episode is that supposedly Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton went home in a Sprinter van after the nightclub incident where poor Kathy only wanted to do a conga line, you guys. And everybody was like, I don't want to do a conga line. And that was the last straw. People shat on her tequila all trip, you know, like just Kyle didn't stand up for her as a sister. And then she just goes, hey, she's in her PJs in the club first off, which is a good sign that she doesn't want to be there. My mom gets like that. I get like she's grumpy. It's late at night. And then she goes, you know what would make it fun for me? A conga line. And nobody joins in on the conga Ryan, line. And she throws was that was that the sh- most that to me was the most shocking part of that episode is what led to this full meltdown that we've been hearing about for six months is she wanted a conga like we understand she wanted Michael Jackson. They won't play all these things make sense. But when we heard she got furious because she tried to start a conga line and no one was interested. I was like, are you on spring break in Fort Lauderdale? (laughs) Why are you trying to start a conga line up in this exclusive club? I I love, you know, you know what Kathy Hilton would love a cruise ship. Like she would kill it on a carnival cruise or something like that. I think, I think they have like daily conga lines, but This, I mean, but to me, this is the joy of watching the show is that those little weird moments that stick out in your head, like a conga line, those, the specificity there is so great. It wasn't like Kathy started dancing and nobody else wanted to dance. It was Kathy tried to start a conga line and specificity is so amazing. But here's my point with the whole thing. They supposedly go into a sprinter van and Lisa Rinna then texts Erica of, oh my God, this huge blow up. I've never seen vitriol and hatred. Supposedly she yelled at Kyle at the club. But and, and, you know, we only have Diana, who's pretty much Team Rena and Erica, and we see them still vacation over at um, Diana's Hawaiian house that she has. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, Diana saying, oh, yeah, she flipped out in the club. But then we the Sprinter van, Rena says, I've never seen such vitriol and hatred. They go back to the house. She says Kathy is stomping around like the Hulk, breaking things, stomping on her glasses. And guys, get this. We have zero footage of it. Now, this is a show that is supposedly suppose we have this is a show that is produced so well, so much money goes into the show. The look of it completely different than 90 Day. These Sprinter vans, even if you watch 90 Day, they have cameras all around the Sprinter van. They are they are they are equipped with them. You see them on a lot of the scenes. Also, Lisa Rinna strikes me as the person who she's sneaky. Why wouldn't she uh, hit record on her phone? Get some audio of this stuff. You're telling me Lisa Rinna all of a sudden grew a heart and a conscience and goes, you know what? I'm not going to use this for personal gain, even though she's now doing that in this episode. What is your take on all of this? Um, I found it was interesting last night because on Watch What Happens Live, it was Garcelle and Dorit. And they did a, you know, they did a poll, you know, which was, do you think that it was as bad as Lisa said? Or they asked Garcelle and Dorit. Garcelle and Dorit, I think they had different, both of them said, we didn't see it. We didn't witness it. And they both sort of agreed that maybe Rena made it sound worse than it was. Let's just say at base, we take what she said, that Kathy was stomping around, talking about them, talking about, of course, she's talking about Kyle. I think she does it all the time. Okay. So let's just say that's it. That was the base of it. And we don't even know the other awful things. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. She had, she had a raging fit. And it's interesting yeah. that Kyle said before that, my sister has a really bad temper. And once she gets mad, it's hard to turn that ship around. Um, I think I, I don't know Rena's end game with the whole like 
I thought Kathy Hilton was a pillar of society and she's not the person we thought. I mean, she's going, <laughs> I never, I've never, but see, I've never thought Kathy has been an amazing person. I thought Kathy's always been a quirky person. I don't doubt for a second that Kathy has an anger issue. Like none of this, but what I'm doubting is that Lisa is not a reliable narrator. You can't trust Lisa. Lisa has never really had her own storyline. She just hops on other storylines or she Ooh. brings other storylines to light, which is Ooh. a great utility player. But don't don't call yourself the greatest of all time because it's just not true. Also, if you're going to say you get and by the way, this is like almost borderline offensive. I have PTSD from the night with Kathy. I'm like, there's fucking war veterans out there with actual PTSD. You say you have PTSD because you saw Kathy Hilton explode. I would love to watch Kathy Hilton explode. In fact, I'd love it so much. We should do a reality show someday about these housewives where we should have cameras everywhere and record <laughs> this. You know, like we have, we're in a perfect setting. We They should never be allowed to be alone. And they, they should split them up if this is the kind of, we're going to get these good scenes and we're going to have to hear, it's like, show us, don't tell us. Right. So I think that if you think back, uh, you know, like first season of Dallas, there was that whole thing with apparently Leanne oh. had like a big fight and like she threw a knife at somebody or, and they were, and no, that was the last were, season uh, or no, 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 you're right. The first season, sorry. The and they were like shakily Blair Witch following her with a phone and they were like, ah, you know, and so and then we have the the infamous van scene with the OC ladies where Tamara's eyes are like a little ferret in the corner. You know, it's like, oh, she's crying. <laughs> so you get some of these scenes where it's like they don't have footage, but they do have footage. You know what I mean? Yeah, even I don't need it to be beautiful. I, 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 Atlanta, I love sloppy. Atlanta, I love sloppy. They, they covered the cameras and everything. And we still know about Bolo because we heard it. So, <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that like, listen, the audiences are so sophisticated now. Literally, and also if if Kathy goes, Kathy threatened to take down Bravo and NBC. <laughs> first off, it's like that's amazing. If she like first, I want to hear yeah, that first. That off. I, that I think she said. But by the way, oh, totally. that I think she said. But also, let me hear the audio. And if you can't, if you have the audio and you don't, you say legally we are not allowed to air footage that we got. Like, let us know that it. Like, let us know that Rinna is not full of shit because once again, Rinna is not a reliable narrator and has lied and thrown people under the bus for multiple seasons now. So why of all people am I supposed to take Rinna into consideration? And then we have a scene later where Erica and Diana, two other unreliable narrators for me, go into another <laughs> room to call Lisa. Like, you know, and she's like, Lisa would never not answer her phone. She must be really shook up. Or it could be a reception issue, or it could be a, like, there's so many ways of like Rinna. She's like, Rinna loves attention. She usually picks up. And I don't believe like Erica and Diana is like, you know, if they're going to take Erica and Jane down, we got to take everybody down. So it now is Kathy. <laughs> they're trying to put the spotlight on Kathy. Yeah. I believe she threw a fit. Like Me I too. Listen, Kyle and Kathy didn't talk for years at one point. We remember more, we're dealing more, with a fragile. More than, more than once. Yes. They have, they have gone years fragile, without talking. Yeah. Fragile sister relationship. And for those of you that have sisters, I was talking to someone with sisters. Like, she's like, yeah, I didn't talk to my sister for a year once. I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, what? How was holidays? She's like, well, we just kind of like nodded and stuff like that. But like that was the relationship they're coming from. And listen, I always keep saying this. Kathy came in halfway during the season. Those ladies are already pissed because they consider themselves working and Kathy gets to stroll in as an audience favorite yep. and she's going to push her tequila all of a sudden. Rin is like, it's all about my rosé. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. So I understand the anger, even though I think it's misplaced, but I'm just saying my main thing is 
how dare you not record any of it or how dare you not tell us you do have it, but legally you can't show it because you've been threatened with a lawsuit. I think that second part is it. I think that we know that Kathy has sent cease and desist and whatever to, to Bravo, you know, like Diana with, uh, you know, podcasters and bloggers. Okay. Good luck. So uh, by the way, by the way, did you get nervous? I got nervous. No, I didn't get nervous because we don't put a lot. Listen, please follow us on Instagram at pink shade pod. Oh yeah. 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 We don't put a ton of stuff on Instagram. We will, if we can get more followers, but I do put up a story. (laughs) I do put up a story every week, like a Beverly Hills one. And we do a lot of, you know, a lot of licking ones. Yeah. But, But Diana, we haven't said anything horrible about her because she's just sort of there. Like we think it's, we, we think, Diana's kind of funny because it's like, oh yes, I just have my people come in and set it up. I'm like, what? Everybody does this. What are you poor? Yeah, you know, she's such a non-story. So we haven't kind of gone hard at her because we don't have much to say about her. Now, Erica Jane, our favorite drunkle, drunk uncle in the corner. That's yeah, I always who, call her drunk aunt. I always call her the drunk aunt. Yeah. Well, she's the, <laughs> she is that character. She is Horatio Sands' character on Saturday Night Live that would come on to the Weekend Update and be like, "And hey, tell you something, nothing Christmas, <laughs> and I, you should just fax me that." Well, half what? the time I feel like she's wearing caftans and she's just like like let, letting silent farts out. Like you can just see she's <laughs> in the corner just. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, you know, like but you know this in Aspen after Kimasabi, Kyle became drunk uncle. Oh, Kyle became yeah. drunk uncle because she was shit faces like, <laughs> like crying. Well, she loves hats. And if somebody disrespects a hat, like, you know, disrespect her friends or her family, that's one thing. But if you disrespect her hats, like that's, that's too far. That you, you'll, that's done for Kyle. You're it's done. Too like, far. It's too much. Do you think, do you think the second, what you said is true? The second is true. They have the footage and they can't show it because Kathy has going to take down Bravo and NBC Universal. Okay. I do. And I don't like Kathy, I think went into a blind rage. Absolutely. And also, if you throw in just if you look at it from like the background stance of she's already on a fragile relationship with Kyle, like think about actual like all walk it through your own lives. You guys take your own family into consideration. Remember, you've grown up with this person that, you know, Kathy's in her 60s or however old she is or late 50s. I don't know. And they know each other like the back of each other's hands. They had to deal with their mom. You know, there's a really intense family history here. Okay, intense. Yes. You know, so and Kim Richards, all of this stuff. Now. Kathy doesn't need to be on this show, no matter what anybody thinks. Nope. She is doing this because she got probably begged not only by Kyle, but by Bravo and Andy and all like, oh, please, Kathy, please, because she does add a kooky level to it. You know, I do think she's also probably insanely angry and mean at times. So she does this feeling like she's getting celebrated. And then all of a sudden she's not celebrated. She's getting treated like shit. She's getting made fun of because of a tequila that she has invested in. All of this thing. And Kyle, the one that said, come on the show, I'll make sure I got you. I love you. You're my sister. We will celebrate our family. I'm just guessing this is how it goes down. And then she thinks I'm not being respected. Lisa is definitely making fun of me. I know that for sure. And Kyle is over here trying to jack off a hat. Like she's over here in a corner. She's not helping. Yeah. And she's not saying, and like, that's don't, it. Don't, don't talk to my sister like that. Or I don't yes. know what Kathy, because Kathy's a narcissist. She course. wanted Kyle to say like, Rena, that's not cool. And or let's all that, do a shot. Let's all do a shot. Let's but all we do have, a shot at Kathy's. Yeah. 
We have a footage of trolling Kathy of all the times she tried to make them do Casa del Sol shots. The only thing was, it's a great troll, but it's not new because we've seen every other housewife do the same damn thing. And yeah. Lisa Rinna needs to be on the show next season, especially because Rinna Rosé is not out on stores yet. And you damn well better believe if she is on next season, you're going to see that every damn episode. Like, so do not even try to troll Kathy with that. It's the wrong argument. Go with that she's crazy and a potential liar. She also said, Rina says she threatened Kyle and her family. I'm going to take down Kyle and her family. And she allegedly in the club says something racist and homophobic. See, that was totally getting, that's the part, Mary Payne, that I think was taken out. That's the part I think they have is that slur. Because supposedly I had heard there was a F slur towards a gay DJ at mm-hmm. this club. Yeah. That's what I had heard all along. Who knows if that was completely made up? And then we got that Patrick Summers kid involved. It was all a huge mess. So I think that Kathy got maybe potentially that removed. But this Sprinter van, the only thing that I have a hard time believing is that if you look at everything Lisa has done in the past, Lisa thinks so quickly in terms of chess moves, even if I think they're stupid moves, you're not telling me, you know, I know how to pick up my cell phone and record a conversation like that. I hit the record. You can just put it down. So nobody knows you're doing it. This sounds creepy, but I don't really get out much. So like (laughs) you can record that conversation. So I just don't believe that if this was as bad as Rena thinks, Rena doesn't have some sort of footage on her phone. She released Mm -hmm. all the text messages. She did. She wasn't scared to do that. You guys. Mm -mm. So that wasn't threatened in a lawsuit. But does Rinna have footage? And I feel like as sneaky as Rinna is, if this happened the way she said, she should have some footage and not just a text to Erica Jane. Right. Like, so she came home and the rant continued because she was ranting in the van and then she rants yeah, at home. At that point, not, why, not, why not even do the rant at home? Record that on your phone. Well, that's my question is once she got home and was hiding in her room. Yeah. You know, could you imagine Rena really being scared? She said she locked herself in her room. I'm just Kathy was a, on a rampage. Push a dresser against the door. That Kathy, the hulking 65-year-old is going to come and get me. I, 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 I like I her charge, the, the image of her charging Rena's door. Like, boom, let me in. Let me in, Lisa. Let me um, in, you goddamn. <laughs> I'm going to take you down in here <laughs> in a sauce, too. Let's talk um, about the husband. Let's do it. I, I think that, uh, I, I think that Rena, if she was, close enough where she could hear the ranting still continuing she would have pressed press record on her phone and i what do you think next week is going to happen and if i don't know if you get the screeners and you've seen it i'd I'd like i'd like to know what's going to happen next week where i get the screeners for the new like i got i have the screener for potomac and salt lake from bravo okay i don't get advanced episodes of beverly hills do you get advanced episodes you don't get it We we don't get jack shit from bravo Okay. Well, this, but this took like two years to even get to that. And I'm very, I'm very thankful if anybody's listening. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Well, we get TLC screeners. So there you go. See, that's huge. Um, I I feel (laughs) the TLC screeners. That is huge. Um, But the, I think next week is. But do you think, here's what I was going to say. If she could hear that from her room, she would have press record on her phone to be like, listen to this, Erica. You know, you know yeah. how many like even weird sounds I'll hear outside of the place I live and I'll record it. Just be like, just in case I don't want to be on Dateline. Like I record <laughs> weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, speaking of that, do not watch Dahmer on Netflix. It just came out yesterday. I just heard. I just heard with I Evan Peters it. as Jeffrey Dahmer. And I watched the first episode and it was the biggest mistake of my life. <gasps> the sad thing is it's great, but it is not. It is so messed up that it's a 10 episode series. 
I gave up like 10 minutes into the second episode because I was like, I feel so icky right now. I feel so gross. And I was like, yeah, every like Evan Peters, you knocked it out of the park. I believe that you would eat people like I, I was so disturbed. The acting I, is so there, there's a scene in the it's just it is. I was so, going to watch it. I was literally going to watch it. But well, I no, no, no. I mean, listen, you're a professional. You you know how to separate. But I was I was so disturbed watching this. I was trying trying to get my mind off of I watched Beverly Hills and then I watched uh, Kardashian's season premiere. Both were really disturbing. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do something light like Dahmer, you know, like, yeah, I, I thought it would be a nice change of pace. And Ooh. it turned out it was horrific. You should have um, put on 90 day UK. That would have been a nice cal- no, palate cleanser for you. I, that's why great British baking off ex- uh, bake off exists. So yeah. you think next week you're like Rinna Rinna this week had the PTSD. She said, and had to leave crystal Minkoff's uh, party earlier, early. Mm-hmm. So next week we see in the preview that Rinna, Kyle and Kathy are in the same room. And Rinna's like, how could you say that about your beautiful sister? It's like, you got a black heart, Kathy. And Kathy's wow. like, Kathy's like, well, I've got to say you're not very nice at times as well, which is very true. So yeah. that you didn't see the preview for next week. I, d- I did. I, the whole thing about her saying to Kathy, you have a black heart. I was like, isn't that like, dude, take it down a notch. Jesus. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I just feel like once again, it's like, Rena, do you realize who you've been on this show? Like if we heard that language from, let's say crystal, like Kathy, you have a black heart. I would take it so seriously. And I'd be like, damn. Because Crystal, I think, is still a reliable narrator in most yeah. instances. There was like no. a little slip up in the beginning. No, I, I, believe I love Crystal. I love Crystal. I believe I, Crystal. Yeah. So if she said that, but if you tell me Diana says it, Erica Jane says it, I don't really believe them. Kyle, you can tell when she's scared. Um, and I would maybe believe something from Kyle. Uh, Sutton, I would believe it, but it's definitely would be skewed towards Sutton. I mean, but, you know, like Lisa, to me, is the least of the people I would believe. I think it happened. I think that the it's, it's the game of telephone. The more she tells it, the worse it gets. Right. I think that I think it happened. I think Kathy had a full meltdown. I think Kathy threatened NBC Universal, Bravo, Kyle, the agency. I think she I think she uh, all the kids. I think the dogs. I think she threatened everybody. I think she did. I think she had a fit. I think she probably didn't throw her glasses on the ground and sample them. They probably fell off. And yeah, wait, that's the other them. thing. Let's see some, like I, if I was Rena, I would have taken a piece of the glasses. Take I would have photo, taken a souvenir. Cause by the way, I, all I thought that I was like, I would love that in my reality show museum. I would love a piece yes. of Kathy Hilton's that she stomped on like the Hulk and Aspen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it definitely happened. And I think that there is some footage somewhere that we can't see it. Now we won't, you can't film inside the caribou club, obviously fancy, fancy, but so, so Kathy doesn't get the conga line and then they won't play Michael Jackson. And then she's trying to encourage everyone to leave and no one wants to leave. Now I've been in that situation a lot. We're like, I'm ready to go. Who will go with me? Yeah, totally. But I don't understand. I don't quite understand either why Kathy was begging people to go with her. Cause she seems to be such a loner that wouldn't she, why would she give a shit? And what was so interesting too, is that Kyle was like, we're leaving. And she just like, wouldn't literally goes into total silence doesn't say a word, stays in Kyle's house until she knows Kyle is gone, then goes to a hotel. <laughs> Kathy is savage. If she doesn't like you or it's a, it's dead silence, she changes her number and that is it. And goodbye. Yes. You don't exist. I mean, but by the way, 
good for Kathy. Kathy knows how to protect her. So Kathy knows emotionally what she can handle. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. Kathy didn't continue the fight into the next day. Kathy locked herself in her room and said, you guys leave. Then I'll come out. Like I'm fine with all of that. Make your own personal but then decisions. She went to Crystal's party. So th- I was like, well, it's better than mind. Diana that doesn't even stay on property. The Diane, like, yeah. I will oh, well. say, I will send my Ghostbusters and I stay at the hotel and then I get other people to stay with me, even though they're not supposed like, no, there's got to be, we got to have rules, you guys. There's, if these ladies need GoPros on them at all times, period, if you're going to be there and if you can't behave when cameras are off, we're going to separate you. You're going to go into different, we're going to, we're going to make sure there's a guard at the door and we're going to take your phones away because we need the action to be on screen. I wonder, um, how you know once we get a little further into this and then once we get the reunion because you know then we have BravoCom kind of rolling rolling into it at the end i wonder how many questions will be had to the to that whole cast and andy on any of these panels or anything like that's oh. going to be asked over well, there's and over. a beverly the hills there's a Where's beverly the hills panel uh-huh. which i think you know i don't even think it should be a panel i think this is just a, we need it to be actually um, a Bravo con judge and jury where we like, we get there and we tell Erica Jane it's for a Beverly Hills panel. But when we get there, we actually try the case of Erica Jane and Tom Girardi and the earrings oh, and all that stuff. And we yeah. have a jury and we argue the case. Should Erica have given, by the way, she says, and Andy said, I watch what happens live. Like the earrings have been given back. Yes. The earrings have been given back because she was, forced to buy a court after she had lost two appeals. Court so order. she legally yeah. had to give them back. This wasn't something. So they're given back. Yes, guys, she's not on the run with the earrings, but this was something <laughs> she fought. You know, she was, it was, she fought it. She it was ruled once. Then she paid more money to fight that ruling. So don't act like, oh, I was like, no, she fought it. And she's like still going to fight it. It's just not in her possession as of now. What what about that story that came out this week? And I will not know the names. I think the last name is Wilkes. That somebody said the person that's been funding her oh, is this yes. person Wilkes, that is the former client or something of Girardi Key. So I was like, what does this actually mean? It means that because of the timeline, it looks like from my non-lawyer mind would be they came up with some sort of plan. She separates from Tom and then immediately all this money from this Wilkes person starts coming into her account. And then all of a sudden he's incompetent. So it's like, did Tom Girardi give all his money to this Wilkes guy to continue funding Erica? And then he's going to pretend he has dementia. I don't know. This came out this week, but the funny thing was Ronald Richards was on my show like three months ago and Uh said they knew who was funding her thing, but he couldn't say it. I'm such a dummy that I don't like promote my shows in the ways of like things that actually be interesting for people to hear. So he had said this, but they, he was on, I forgot. It was like real housewives, Beverly, I just some, some YouTuber guy. And and so this guy, and I'll talk more about it on the recap uh, of Beverly Hills, but yeah, it's like this guy, like, remember Tom has dementia, but Tom also was sneaky is sneaky continues to be sneaky and you're damn right that like there is somebody paying for all of this court stuff this is not coming out of erica jane's bravo money like remember that you know if he stole once he's also going to be smart enough to hide assets he's also going to be smart enough to give assets away before everything comes down and remember he two things can be true at once he can have dementia and all that stuff but he can also remember he's also not in prison and they can't try him so what an interesting you know, like what an interesting real illness to have. And he is now escaped prison. Like it's not when he's like, cause Erica goes like, sometimes he calls me every day. He's regular Tom. And it's like, okay, well when he's regular Tom, let's throw him in prison until he can't remember anymore. Let's bring him back to the, the facility after that. 
Like this if you're divorce, not- if you're divorcing him because he's so terrible, why well, are they're you not divorced? Him? They're not divorced I, but, yet either. But if you're divorcing him, yes, and he's so awful because you had to flee your house in the middle of the afternoon, and I said goodbye to him, and I said I love you, and he said goodbye. If everything was so awful. Why are you talking to him every day? I don't know anybody that goes through a divorce. It's like, oh, we're just going to chat every day. And we had we had a sensitive, more sensitive side of Erica Jane last night, you know, of like going by the Pasadena mansion and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. It's just hard, though, for me, like once you've shown such insensitivity for two years now towards anybody else besides yourself, even two episodes going like the only person I care about is me. It's hard then like. Like I'm, I'm happy to say when I think Erica Jane is pretty, I, I'm happy to say when Erica Jane, like, I will say she was softer last night for whatever that means, mm-hmm. whatever that is. But it's like one of those things I don't trust. Like when she starts being nicer to Sutton and Sutton's like, I don't know if I could, I should believe it. I say, I say, I don't know. I'm like, don't believe it. Don't, don't Sutton. Don't, don't believe it. Don't be friends with what her. What is that Sutton impression? How? It's, a, it's like a foghorn, like <laughs> how the, I'm on the, I'm on the board of two minor league baseball teams. I own a ballet company. Are, are you kidding me? Yeah, the Jane going to try to take me down. I'll say, I'll say it's completely ridiculous. That's yeah. <laughs> she's like, I could get my own airplane and I have neuropathy. That's something about me. I, I love Sutton so much. <laughs> uh, and, I'm, and I'm proud of Sutton for standing up this season to Erica Jane. I mean, she's kind of bowing a little bit now, but I love that I would have came in this season after Erica Jane had demolished me on national television. And I don't think in a right way or a good way, but demolished me and humiliated me. I would go in with my tail tucked between my legs, but I'm so glad she stood up for herself this season. I think that's so hard to do, you know? Uh, Yes. I love Sutton. I think she and Erica could be good friends because they do have some things in common. You know, I don't want I, that though. I don't want that though. I do not. I don't want, want that for Sutton. Sutton I, I doesn't do need think... it. It's like trying to be part of the cool kids, and we've got to get away from Erica, Jane, and Rinna. And like, I think when you're in that bubble, they come off as the cool kids, and they're not. You guys, Sutton is a cool kid. You got to take that power. You're the cool group, Sutton. I like Sutton, Garcelle, and Crystal. Yes, I love seeing that. Uh, all right, I have a question. So we did see a scene from next week where Diane is like, "It was good to call my friend Elton John." So she calls him. Now my question is, do so she's on the phone with Elton John. Do Sutton and Rinna come on either side of her head and go, give us the truth about the table. Oh, my you know? God. That would be amazing, <laughs> which is another reason why I don't like Rinna. Rinna, like, wants free things at a drop of a hat. Like, even if they're AIDS fundraisers, she's like, can I get in free? Of like course. that, it, Or we get that or we get Erica Jane coming in of like, hey, this is your song. Goodbye. <laughs> like I bet there's something like I'm here with a singer as well, Elton. Miss Elton It'll be so sad if Elton kisses the other people because remember she's friends with all these people because she provides money to a lot of these people and their charities. So guess what? You, you're really nice to them. That's why you get an appearance on FaceTime with Elton John. Right. Finally, I know I've, we're going over here a second, but I just the last thing. Lisa Rinna, it came out in Radar Online yesterday that she, you know, it's rumors that she's not coming back, that she has not been asked back, which was, rumors started weeks ago, which was BS because they don't offer out contracts before a reunion's filmed. But now mm-hmm. the reunion has been filmed and we get this Radar Online story that Lisa Rinna is definitely asked back and she is off. She is asking for two million. She's asking to be the highest paid housewife in history to come back because housewives, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills needs her. She is the LeBron James, she says. Do you believe this story? Yeah, I believe the story. Um, 
and I believe that Lisa Rinna is the source of this story. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I believe it's, um, I believe Lisa she has asked least, for that money. Yeah. Lisa at lisarinna.com is who <laughs> submitted this story. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that that's probably true. I mean, she posted that I'm the, I'm the greatest. I'm LeBron James, whatever. I'm like, no, you're not, but okay. That it's great to have a good, a good sense of self-worth, but I no, I, I think the show We'll be fine without her. I think some of these shows, when we lose somebody, we think like, oh my God, Atlanta will never be the same without Nini, never be the same without Portia. And it's doing just great. Uh, we all, I, I feel that way so much about New York. Like, oh, we can't do it without Bethany, but we can. You, and we've and we've done it. We've had great seasons without Bethany Frankel. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. Like, I mean, yeah. we've, we've fallen off a bit, but nobody can be bigger than the show. The show is the star. That's always, and if you're going to give somebody 2 million, you should have given it to Nini a long time ago. But Nini now has burned so many bridges. But Nini, to me, was somebody that was historic. Rinna has been great at times. Rinna, I started my first few seasons of Rinna liking Rinna a lot. I've grown into a passionate hate of Rinna the last three seasons. I don't know who she is offline, but it seems like she's the same person she is on the show. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like the, and also Kyle's been there since day one. You think Kyle's going to let Lisa Rinna be the highest paid housewife on Beverly Hills? No way. No way. My, our hope and dream is that we continue with Garcelle, Sutton and Crystal and that you got to keep Kyle. Cause I think she's just the, you know, the, the flagpole that everybody rotates around. But I think, you know, keep her, leave Dorit. Don't care. She doesn't offer that much. I like to look at her clothes. Eric has got to go. Rena's got to go. Kathy's got to go. Diana's got to go. I say, bring back Denise and bring back Camille. That's what I say. I, I love it. Let me, and I'll throw you uh, a differing opinion. Also, I thought Dorit was a major flop on Watch What Happens Live last night, which pains me to say because I at times like Dorit. I she say, I say, first off, everybody deserves two seasons. If you're a housewife, I always say that. I mean, you know, like I know we want Diana gone, every, and I don't think she's coming back personally, and I don't think she wants to. But I think you know it takes two seasons to get to know anybody. Okay, but, but I would. I don't want anybody fired. I would almost lose Erica Jane because I just don't know if I'm going to ever be able to get past or like, I'm just like, we're never going to not ask about the, the what's going on with Tom. And I think it's kind of almost a ruined storyline that will keep hitting the same beat. Like she, you know, she talks about all the dicks she gets, but we never see like a shadowy figure. We never see, like, I want to <laughs> see a dating scene then like, give me a dating scene. Right. And I don't know if we need her anymore. Like, and, and that's not because I dislike her. I dislike Rinna and I think Rinna should come back, but I believe we should add, Kim Richards and Denise Richards. Mm. Dude, dude, and then it would be a Rinna takedown season, which almost then means you would need to keep Erica Jane. So Rinna has somebody on her side, but it should be like the Avengers, like infinity war, like just people just. Well, Kathy, if Kathy and Kyle aren't getting along, Kathy's not going to come back, but she doesn't care. She doesn't need it. She doesn't give yes, a shit. She's putting caviar, like huge tins of caviar in a baked potato. Are you kidding me? She doesn't she, need this show. She's got the lady. She doesn't care. And I, I think that if we had the three Richard sisters on the show, I think that would be too much for one show. I think that. No, I, I, but I, but wait, wait, wait. Why can't we see? Let's give it. We've had mistakes before. If it's a mistake, we'll see. You know, like, <laughs> why not try it? And also, Kathy Hilton liked to comment on my Instagram the other day. This is how Kathy, you know, she's not super kooky. She goes deep on these Instagrams. She doesn't she follow commented me. on your Instagram. Oh, 
oh, multiple posts now. Like what? she doesn't oh. follow me, but she goes deep into the comments. Like there was someone I posted uh, something about Lisa Rinna of like, let's get you to bed, grandma. When Lisa Rinna posted the LeBron James yeah, and yeah, somebody yeah. wrote a comment of like, hey, what about this? I know they're trying to potentially save money. Why don't we just try it for a season without Rinna? And I said, I'm willing to give it the old college try. And I didn't pin it. I didn't tag Kathy. Yeah. Nowhere was, I don't tag Bravo celebrities usually. Ooh. I don't need that. And Kathy liked my give it old college try. She liked that specific response, which you had to go way down on the comments, read my comments of that comment. And then I did another post about the conga line. like, And uh, my friend Monique made a huge comment. Kathy had read that and liked that comment on a different post. This lady is not stupid. She's kooky, but she's not stupid. She is not only reading the gram, she is then reading all the comments and sometimes under these things there'll be like 300 comments like I'll look and I'll be like Ryan you're funny but I'm not going to read all 300 comments above what I wrote because who has time okay, Kathy that's, Kathy that's has Aaron time. Martin behavior what you just said that's <laughs> Aaron Martin behavior. um I love this I mean, alleged feud between you and Aaron. I, I li listen, we're fully in a war now. Um, the show, <laughs> you guys, as you already know, but if you don't, is called Pink Shade. It is definitely worth your time. All you have to do is hit subscribe. If you want to go a little bit further, you go to the Patreon and you get more episodes of all of these different shows that you might watch and you don't get hit, get to hear nearly enough of. They're also going to be at BravoCon on the Thursday before BravoCon. We'll put all of that information on the show notes as well. Uh, but remember, subscribe and also the freest, easiest easiest funnest thing that you can do is leave a five-star review for pink shade as soon as you get there just hit five stars remember most of us do this for free or very little money and uh we are trying yeah. to make this our career so that is why and we're in a crowded field of some of the most talented podcasters that i've heard so yeah we're all just trying to make names for ourselves and make people happy and try to do this for a living because it really is one of the coolest things that i've ever been a part of what else do we have coming up mary Payne gilbert that um uh we need to know about for pink shade well if you anything that you want to see regarding pink shade you can go to pinkshadepodcast.com and that's got links to the new york show uh it's got our instagram it's got our new store we have the funniest merch <laughs> ryan and oh yeah we're seeing some of the merch the, oh could you do that? And also like, hey, Bunkies, Bunkies is what we call the Patreon members. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Bunkies. But I tell you what, we just had a few Bunkies that, you know, just submitted like these are like real artists with like real jobs, submitted some artwork for, for T-shirts and merch and stuff. And we have been crying, laughing at some of them. I, so if you watch Life After Lockup, there's a guy on there named Kevin. And he's this little guy and he's got these, all these women and he, he, he knocked out the one guy, Curtis. Yeah. With one part. hit, like boom yeah, in the well, face. He, was, knocked him he down. was smoking. He couldn't put yeah. his cigarette down. So so we say he knocked the K out of Curtis and he, we the joke is like, this guy's the hottest piece of ass in Arlington, Texas. Like who, why do all these women want to get with this little peewee guy? And Aaron's like, he looks like his little legs. looks like he's riding a chicken. The bunkie, one of our bunkies, her name is Allie Arnold, sent us a drawing. And she's like, like fabulous. Fa she just like, does stuff for like Bergdorf Goodman. Like she's a real artist. Yeah, dude, it's she insane the talented people you meet doing yeah, this. Like She did this thing. It's just Kevin riding a chicken with a cigarette <laughs> and the smoke above his head. And it says hottest piece of ass in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> and he reposted it. And he goes, oh. why? he reposted it and said, why they do me like that? <laughs> And we're like, dude, when you guys, 
what i always like this guy is a nut but like he actually owns a house and i'm like he's already better than me then you go into his room and he has like like red satin sheet like it's like the weirdest bed bedding you know but he but it's like you know he made his bed and stuff so good for him um okay so go to pink shade podcast pinkshadepodcast.com yeah go follow him on instagram Go get a ticket because it seems like they are in limited supply for BravoCon. And uh, that is it. This was a fabulous. I was so excited to talk to you as always. It's always exciting to talk to somebody, a friend in this. So uh, thank I love you talking being- to you, Ryan. Yeah. You you entertain me and you exhaust me in the best way. Oh, how dare you? The exhaust- I have a question. That's Aaron Martin behavior. right? Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, Aaron Martin, if you're listening and if you're not, Mary Payne, please deliver this message on the podcast to Aaron Martin. Okay. We are in a war now. Okay. We are in a war and I will not rest until Aaron Martin apologizes profusely on her podcast and my podcast. Oh, wow. She has to come on my podcast and apologize too. Okay. Or she has to leave a voice note apologizing that I can put on my podcast. Until then, we are at a war and Mary Payne Gilbert is winning in. It's I used to like them equally and now I like oh, Mary Payne Gilbert way more than God. Aaron Martin. You are That's too- where I'm going much but all right i'll let her know. i'm about to talk to her in about 10 minutes so oh, please I'll let, tell her I'll... i said hi <laughs> hi and we're in a fight and you don't even know about it yeah <laughs> okay you guys uh thank you so much and go listen to their show and uh, if you haven't already but i'm sure a lot of you already do okay bye bye betches